tell us what we do Light them up, drink them down Whiskey and cigars all around Cheers, y'all the sound of a party just about to start welcome ladies and gentlemen to this fine radio program podcast and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, Mom. as the world famous smoking and toasting uh my name is cruz i'm the host of the show we're all about uh crap beer fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars my co-host jim heim is with me oh no i'm sorry that was Aww. last week <laughs> no ian is back and, and and welcome back my friend you were missed jim uh you know performed admirably while you were out but it's not quite the same he, he didn't manage here. to be as awkward as i am he, he also he also didn't insult me nearly as often <laughs> which is you know, he, you know was kind of nice but then there's this other part of me that missed it a little bit so uh didn't bring uh, any weird mystery beverage oh and and apparently ian has brought one today so we'll get one we'll get to that uh, in in a moment it's not going to decompose or anything if we No, it's going to be fine. Okay, very good. Oh, see, that worries me. That's even. what the thing that in worries, it is for. That worries me even more. Yeah, this <laughs> Ian's already poured the mystery beverage and there's something in it. I don't know if that's an olive. Keeps if it, it fresh. is if it is an olive, it looks like it's beginning to decompose. I don't know exactly what's going on here, but we will get to the mystery beverage uh, in just a moment. But ladies and gentlemen, we reached a milestone in smoking and toasting uh, history. We hit halfway to 400 already. Yes, we are halfway to 400. That's and, awesome. And, and Jim did the math last week, which I was glad because, you know, with you out, uh, that would have left me to do the math if he couldn't do it. Right. I'm, I was always promised. You're, you're not in it for the math. Yeah, I am not in it for the math. I was <laughs> promised there would be no math. So I, I appreciate and rely on yours. No, but this is show number 350 on our journey to uh, 400. So. That's, when we get to 400, we gonna just, are we going to just stop? Is that the plan? Well, what happens at 400? I don't know. That's the thing. Like Maybe, We have to figure out what happens okay, at 400. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. the Simpsons always do something whenever they hit like 350 or 400 or something. That's like true. One of the 100 marks, definitely, yeah. We should I mean, definitely do a consider... smoking and toast in Treehouse of Horrors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure, right? That's right. We have, to, we have to have a whole montage of things Ian says to confuse Cruz. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the show is only two hours long, so uh, it's... <laughs> Let's remember that, and maybe we'll have to do uh, a little bit of editing. No, uh, we are so glad to have you here on the show. We are going to be uh, trying Ian's mystery beverage momentarily. Uh, we have some cigar talk, tell you about some things to watch for. We have some interesting things to taste this week from Tumwater, Washington, and Matchless Brewing Company. We've had Matchless beers Matchless on the show brewing before. Uh, we'll be trying their classic colch, which is called Dome Foam. Which is interesting because yeah. here in Houston, where we have the dome, the original dome, yep, the Astro Dome, uh, one of our uh, breweries here has Dome Foam. That's Eighth Wonder, which yeah. is, uh, F it, but it's spelled differently. This is spelled how you would expect it: D O M E F O A M. Mm -hmm. Dome Foam from Eighth Wonder is spelled. How do you remember? It's different, but I don't remember. F F-A-U-M, uh, uh, yes, something like that. F-A-U-X-M, yeah. yes. Well, this is a cult, so we'll be looking forward to trying it. The Eighth Wonder is, is like a, like that's that. like a, uh, um, uh, what kind of what kind of beer is that one again? It's like a, uh, it's like a. The Eighth Wonder one? Yeah, the it's, Wonder it's like is a golden uh, ale, right? It's, yeah, it's, um, it's a, I think it's a classic lager. I think it's supposed to be kind of like. Um, okay. 
<clears throat> kind of like uh, 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 like Lone Star or something like okay. that. Well, we'll it's let, good we'll, beer, though. So yeah. there's two different dome foams. As there well. are. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, uh, although the one from Houston has the claim of being from the original home of the original dome. Okay, yes. Yeah, I think, okay, it's, yes. I think foam is spelled on, on the uh, 8th one one F-A-U-X-M. I, I believe so. that's yes. correct. Now that you And that's the Houston yeah. one, though, right? Yes. yes. Yes, Okay. This one is spelled dome foam, and when I show you the can, you're going to love it because I don't think Matt Groening, who created The Simpsons, did this. I, I think he's that. got better stuff to do. But someone did this in the style of like a Simpsons yes, character. Yes, nice. Yes, so uh, yes. so that's so we'll see that on the can in a bit. From Tupps Brewery from McKinney, Texas. One that caught my eye and you can imagine uh, that it was uh, very easy for me to select this one for the show. It's their Juicy Pale Ale called Day of the Dead. Day of the include, Dead, yes. And, and of course we're we're right on the Day of the Dead here. So If you uh, want to sell anything Dia to Cruz, you just put a Day of the Dead yeah, skull on it. Yeah, put a Day of the Dead skull on it. I buy it. <laughs> It happens every time. Uh, from St. Petersburg, Florida, <clears throat> and Cycle Brewing Company will be trying their barrel-aged hazelnut imperial stout, mm. <clears throat> which I know you're not likely I to I didn't hear enjoy. anything you said, but yum, yum, yum. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and for our spirit tasting, I, I, I want to mention something. It, very seldom do I, am I one of those guys that goes, oh, I'm listening to this podcast. You have to try it, right? Uh-huh. Unless I'm talking about this one, which right, I'll, right. I'll promote this one. But usually I'm not that guy because that guy is annoying. You you see him at parties. He goes, oh, you have to listen to this podcast. It's about – and you're kind of like, whatever, dude. I don't mind that guy. You know what guy <laughs> I mind is, no, no, I'll pull it up on my phone right now at a party. And play and it for play you on it my as phone. as loud as I can oh, and shove it oh. in your ear. That makes <laughs> me want to stab people. No, uh, no don't, don't do that. But I will tell you that one of the podcasts I've enjoyed the most ever – is something that the uh, five of the late-night TV show hosts got together and did during the writer's strike. It was called uh, Strike Force 5. And Strike Force 5 was Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel Stephen Colbert, John Oliver, and Seth Meyers. Wow. All that together. sounds like it would be hilarious. Yeah. And it is hilarious. It, it didn't matter what they talk about. It's hilarious. And so they decided to do the podcast during the writer's strike in order to uh, be able to get sponsors for it, and the money would go to their staffs who were not able to oh, wow. work That's and brilliant. make a living. Yeah, so it's a brilliant. really cool yeah. idea. And I just love it because it's five guys just, you know, shooting the crap, and they're all hilarious. <laughs> and it's just great. But anyway, one of the, the reason I'm bringing all that up, and I do encourage you to listen to it even though the strike is over, Strike Force 5, I think there's like 11 episodes, and it's like, it's wonderful. Um, best podcast I've heard since listening to the Ricky Gervais podcast all those years ago. <laughs> so, uh, But in any case... Uh, there, one of their main sponsors was uh, the uh, Hollywood actor Ryan Reynolds and his various companies. So he does Mint Mobile. So he would, mm -hmm. and and uh, he he would do the ads himself, like you've seen on TV. But he made special ones for this podcast where he would basically spend the entire commercial insulting the late-night hosts <laughs> of the podcast. And so the commercials were every bit as funny as the podcast itself. But Ryan Reynolds, I, I, the reason I bring all this up, is one of the companies he owns is Aviation Gin. And I thought we should try Aviation Gin oh, on the show. So that's why we have on today's program a bottle of Aviation Gin, which I will also mention is very reasonably priced. So. You have not complied with OSHA, no. and um, mm -hmm. you have not... 
opened it, it is early or in cleared the, show. the top of the bottle. It is early in the show, so we may have time. So. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Uh, so all of that is coming up. Plus, we have uh, everyone's favorite segment of the show. Drinking News is coming up. And if you want to grab the ukulele and give me a little uh, musical riff there, I'll give you today's uh, Drinking News teaser headline. If you can weaponize this, you can weaponize anything. <laughs> So we'll look forward to that. You can go with this, or you can go with that. <laughs> <laughs> or you can go with us. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm now, I'm so intrigued by oh, okay. this so, horrible-looking yeah. beverage. Uh, let me, let me beverage. start you off with this. Okay. You know. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, See, go ahead and try All it. you're doing is increasing my trepidation. I just want you to know. It smells actually a little boozy. Imagine that. You bringing in something boozy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would be a little crazy, wouldn't it? Ugh. <laughs> I love that reaction. Uh, now, do I want to try? You have to, because I You do. have to. Oh, oh boy. This is Woohoo! And this is just absolutely vile. What is this? This is a mixture of flavors. So I here's mean, a funny thing. Yeah. I so like many. this. You do? I do. What there is, are so many things going on here what at is it once about that this slammed that my you like. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to recommend that you give your palate a moment to adjust and try, try another sip. Uh, this this <laughs> is my recommendation. Cruz is not sure. About my parents that. warned me about people like you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this uh, this is something my wife brought home, tried it, and absolutely hated it. Well, I mean, so many things hit it, happening at your tongue at once. You know, I don't know if I've said this before on the show. I know I've said it, uh, you know, privately, but your <laughs> wife is a very smart woman. <laughs> what is she doing very with me? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but she she nailed this. It's yeah. horrible. You have got to be kidding me. This is made by Glenn Levitt, a spirit drink, New Manhattan. Whoa, was... made with the Glenn Levitt single malt Scotch whiskey. Which, I think it's fine. Which I love, but I don't love this. I just don't. I what? think it's fine. What did they put in here? It's a it's a what a whiskey drink. Yeah, did you it's, say? It's apparently it's like a Manhattan. A, it's That's, a Manhattan oh. in a bottle. It's terrible. I, I love Manhattan. Oh, okay. What? Uh, I don't get it. What's like, wrong with it? It tastes vile. It's it's fine. No, tastes like scotch no. in a Manhattan. No. Like, so so okay. No, it so here's it the thing. I love scotch. Generally, is, you don't put scotch in a Manhattan. True, but here's scotch in a Manhattan, and it tastes like scotch in a Manhattan to me. Maybe huh? That's why I don't like it. Like I like scotch, I like Manhattans. That, by the way, maybe is one of were, those one were, of those really good cherries in the bottom. Maybe they were two things that were never. It is a cherry, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one of those the the really good dark maraschino, mm. yeah, expensive ones. Honestly, if you told me it was a cherry malort, I would have believed you. <laughs> I think it's good. I really don't. <laughs> I really, really don't. In fact, I I think it's so not mm. good that I'm setting mine over here, and it's I will not be drinking anymore. Just got crazy flavors to it going on all over the place. I think crazy is a far too kind of a word. So I didn't get to see this part, but there's a secondary part to this in the yeah. cap, right? Where when you uh, initially open it, it shoots a bunch of flavors into the Glen Levitt. Oh really? Yeah, it's a bottle of Glen Levitt that shoots a bunch of flavors in it to make it a Manhattan. Oh, so and apparently I, it looks incredibly cool when it happens. I didn't see you, that part of it. Tell you how I would really like this drink is if the cap malfunctioned <laughs> and did not shoot <laughs> not any the of the flavors in into the Glen Levitt, and you were just drinking Glen Levitt because I mean 
that's a that's a wonderful. Scotch. I mean, it is a full forty percent too. This is not like a this is not like a watered down. Yeah. No, it's not like one of those cheap cocktails in a can where you where they're about like 04 percent alcohol. No, no, yeah, and it's not particularly expensive. This is a uh, I don't know how many milliliters it is. It's 375 milliliter bottle and it's like 17 or 18 dollars but mm. your wife didn't like this either she didn't like it at all so it's mm. all just glenn and levitt she loves in there manhattan's right she does like manhattan's yeah. so that's all just glenn levitt's in there except for what's the flavoring that's yes, in it's there glenn it's just levitt, a full bottle of it's that it's a standard glenn levitt with with that uh, except for what spews out of the top when you turn <laughs> the uh, <laughs> <laughs> spew sounds less than appetizing yeah, it, uh, well uh, i think it's appropriate in this case i really do uh, so it has this a twist. Is, it has a is, twist and mix top. A twist, twist and, and mix. mix. Yeah, that that's, sounds fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say if it was a twist and mix party, that sounds like a, a good idea. I will right, well, do but yourself a favor. Definitely. At least eat the cherry. Oh, those def- cherries are I'm, good. Hey, I'm making it down yeah, to but the it's cherry. Been I want more cherries. That I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> oh no, this has got to be a good cherry. Come on, I'm going to uh, do it. I'm, uh, I'm that's down. one of ready? Yeah, that's one of them. Now, see if you were to give me one out of the dark cherries. You know, jar oh. that'd be a different story. Yeah, you're right. Don't tell Cruz, but you're right. It just tastes like the drink now. Yeah, that's it. exactly. That's what I'm it's afraid very good, of. But you're I really, gonna, you're honestly, gonna, yeah. I did not bring this into punk you. I thought it was pretty darn good. To be uh, you know, you realize you are not to be trusted. That's the first. That's the first Woo. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably not drink this floating down the river. It takes, a- <laughs> but I do like it, and I will drink the rest of this bottle. It does take a long time right now. to rebuild no, trust. Right now. <laughs> not right now. Probably not. It does take a long time to rebuild trust. I'll just say that. Uh, apparently, <laughs> I'm, uh, in in my efforts to rebuild build trust, trust, he's even I'm tripped over the whole mechanism yeah. and broken it apparently, again. <laughs> apparently so. To paraphrase uh, George W. Bush, malort me once, shame on you. Malort me twice. Malort man won't get malorted again. He won't get malorted again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I never thought I'd miss him, but I kind of do. Uh, let's uh, let's take a break, folks, and uh, and we will uh, we will return. At least it was worth a conversation. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I, I'm glad to have tried it. Yeah. Past tense. Tried. Try. I will not be trying it anymore. All right, we're going to find out about uh, Ian's smoking experience this week. Plus, I have something interesting to tell you. I'm going to give you a hint about the cigar I smoked. I broke down. It was from A.J. Fernandez. We'll be right oh, back. no. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Smoking and Toasting, show number 350. And our program is all about... Crap beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. I love those things. We have a tradition here on the show, which we do most weeks, maybe not every week, but most weeks we, uh, one of us will bring, and today it was Ian, uh, brought, uh, will bring something that we like to call a show beer. And a show beer is not necessarily something we're going to review and talk about on the program. It's just something we do to kind of you know, get the palate started, you know, have something to sip on while we're waiting to get to Grease the ones that the we're Grease the wheels, going. if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. So I just like to thank Ian profusely for bringing today's show beer, which is a St. Arnold Oktoberfest for me, which, by the way, is wonderful. Uh, but it is a great palate cleanser after that nasty uh, uh, Glenn Levitt. Uh, I was wondering if Manhattan that's why you thing. were really you were heralding his choice because I've got uh, Founders Dirty Bastard, really that's good. A, that's a wonderful beer as well. It's a little heavier than this, and I'm sure it would also work as a palate cleanser. So you're for showing it. that he's redeeming himself since you did not care um, for. I, the... You know, I'm trying to like Ian. I really am. You know, he's so uh, Founders Dirty Bastard is all. Also, the show beer that I'm drinking, yeah. and it is 
One of my absolute go-tos. What is, uh, I love this. What is the ABV on uh, Dirty Bastard? Why, you always ask me these questions. <laughs> um, uh, it's 8.5. 8.5. Okay, that's what I thought. That's It's it's in my refrigerator at all times. It's it's a good beer. I I, I will not argue with like you it. on that. It Roasty is quite delicious. and malty and delicious. And so tell me uh, about your cigar this week. Do you have an opportunity to smoke anything interesting? Room 101. Oh, I like that room. Uh, as founded by uh, Matt Booth. <laughs> yes. Um, this was the 14th anniversary Room 101. This is the 14th Ooh, nice. anniversary Toro. This is 6x52 Nicaraguan Puro. Mm-hmm. This is um, Puro. Puro? Puro. Puro is what my cats do. Puro. Puro. Um, uh, Puro. There you go. Right? <laughs> Burrow. Um, I don't know. Puro. Puro. That's Spanish for puro. Sure. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, uh, this is this is actually made by AJ Fernandez in Nicaragua. Well, that's not surprising, right? Right, that guy like he knows something about yes, cigars. He does. He's amazing, by the way. Um, the appearance on this dark brown wrapper with some veins you'll see in a picture right up here. Leathery feel, oily uh, uh, wrapper, somewhat lumpy, medium firmness with soft spots, uh, with a single red band that says 14th anniversary. Nice. It's a pretty nice looking cigar. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. He's not the best word in the world, but um, but uh, it, I mean, it doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look like I tried to fold a fitted sheet or something like that. That would be awful. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it's a little uneven overall. The uh, pre-light sniff on this. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm a little ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah. The pre-light sniff on this dirty and earthy uh, barnyard and chocolate. The pre-light draw punch, effortless draw, sweet coffee um, and dark fruit, earthy and leathery. Uh, tingle on the lips Nicaraguan pepper on the initial light uh, Nicaraguan pepper breeze It was not quite a blast, it was a breeze Rich dense it. smoke delivers earth and pepper Backed by leather and charred toast Retrohale is uh, uh, peppery and pepper Peppery and pepper Peppery <laughs> and pepper Kind of like a peppery pepper Like a peppery pepper <laughs> okay. The first third of this, the intense smoke is perfect for smoke <laughs> rings You will see that in this picture right over here Is that you blowing smoke this rings? This is me blowing picture? smoke rings, nice, right? Nice. Uh, the pepper is prominent without overpowering the leather and earth tones You'll see another picture of me right here uh, mm-hmm. with smoke rings mm-hmm. There's two pictures of them uh, The retrohale is... Um, is uh oh sorry pepper is prominent without overpowering the leather and earth tones retro hail is peppery and espresso solid ash perfect burn you'll notice there's a little theme going through here mm-hmm. uh, a bit of cayenne shows up on the second third of this adds some interest to the pepper uh leather and toasty notes overall underlying sweet coffee and a uh, kind of a meaty broth weave throughout with a salty tang uh the retro hail is peppery and toast solid ash perfect burn nice uh the last third is the pepper actually backs off a little bit which is a little bizarre because it's kind of backwards you kind of expect that to get heavier in yeah the it backs thing. off slightly and leaves leather and salt as the primary flavors very salty tasting cigar kind interesting. of interesting uh and it left that salty and leathery kind of taste on the lips too is really that was kind of nice the retro hails peppery and salty toast solid ash perfect burn this comes in at 14 dollars. oh it's a pricey one it's real pricey i gave it a four at fourteen dollars, I, I there's a lot of cigars I like better at fourteen dollars. It was a good cigar, but you. it was still a little overpriced for I think what I got out of it. Uh, it burned great though. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you about mine coming up in the next segment. And as I may have uh, teased earlier, I did break my promise. It is an AJ Fernandez cigar as well, <laughs> and we'll be back and I'll tell you about it next on Smoking a Toaster. <laughs> Welcome back at Smoking and Justin. Our show is all about craft beer, 
fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars. My name is Cruz. My co-host uh, is Ian Barry. Our studio producer is Terry Michaels, who you will uh, hear on the mic from time to time. And I just want to take a minute, by the way, to say, actually, in all seriousness, huge thanks to Jim Heim for filling in when you were out. Uh, so I week. watched the show. He was a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun. And um, I'm thinking, and he has invited this, that at some point we may want to go and do a show on Jim's famous front porch. Because it is like a cigar-smoking mega. Yes. All I need is like one yeah. plug, Yeah, maybe that, something, that's two right. plugs, yeah. and we well, can do it. Well, maybe, and depending on what time of the year, we might need a fan. But, you know, it, it, it's it's <laughs> it's a one, it's just, I've been over there. That was actually why I invited him to come and fill in for you uh, last week, was because I'd had some fun times hanging out on his front porch, talking about cigars and, and you know, whiskeys and, and different things. And, I, and it reminded me a little bit of... Hanging out with you before we started the show because we were just talking about right, what we tasted right. and, and all that stuff. So well, anyway. right now we're in, we're in the season that we like to call fall. Yes, which happens right before second summer. Right, and because <laughs> fall's going to back up. My, my wife explained this to me just yesterday. Actually, actually, we record the show in advance, and I'm not completely sure if by the time it airs. If fall will have already be yeah, that's a couple of days past. away, there. right? Yeah, right, right. So, so yeah. yeah, there's a few a few days in between. So we might end up in second summer, <laughs> yeah. and then second summer immediately leads into winter. Yes, you know, which is moderate. Yeah, and yeah. usually rainy. Yes, yeah. and and sometimes it will freeze just to mess with us. Yes, just, yes, just to yes. mess with us, just to shut down the town for a day. Ian, while you were pouring that, I want to tell you about the cigar that I wanted to talk about this week. It is uh, called the Havoc. And it is from JR Cigar, and it's blended specially for them by my cigar hero, AJ Fernandez. Now, I know I promised not to review anything by AJ for a while, but I decided you might need to know about this one. So, do you know how it difficult it is to not review a cigar by well, that guy? Well, because he does cigars <laughs> for <know>. everybody. <laughs> Seriously. So, the Havoc comes in boxes of 11, which I'm pretty sure is unique among cigar brands. The elaborate artwork on the band, which you'll see here, and by the way, I was thinking about this when you were doing your review. You know, if you'll say you see in the picture here that Adam, our producer, will always put it over here. Yeah, I love you that. Realize Is that, that like- <laughs> yeah, so that's why we point. It's just, you know, it's just it's funny. Thing. Yeah. Anyway, if you're watching it on YouTube anyway, which anyway, you should. You should put it on the background so you have, like, good mood. Yeah, kind of creating stuff. Exactly. Uh, the elaborate artwork on the band is very gladiator-themed. Havoc mm. and gladiator, uh, okay. which I'm told gladiators apparently is something that AJ loves. And unfortunately... All I can think of is Peter Graves in the airplane movie saying, do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> I like movies about gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Havoc is a Nicaraguan puro, or puro, and as are many of AJ's blends, uh, with wrapper, binder, and filler all coming from Nicaragua. So as excited as I was to smoke this new cigar, the minute I took it out of my humidor, where it had been since I got it in a sampler from JR online, I knew we were going to need to talk about it. I tend my humidor very well, and I have not had any problems with anything drying out. But the wrapper of the Havoc, as you'll see in the picture wherever Adam decides to put it, was already cracked around the head of the cigar. Oh, no. And as I would come to find out, near the foot as well. Not a good sign. So I went ahead and used a punch, which made the flakiness around the head of the cigar even worse. And I tested the pre-light. 
Notes of bake, baking spice and a hint of sweetness, along with earth and leather. Pretty much the same thing on the cold draw, where small flakes from the wrapper stuck to my lips even before uh, I lit the cigar. No, now when it's I dried out, when I did spark it up, there was not a Nicaraguan pepper blast. There was some pepper, but the baking spice that I'd picked up on in the pre-light was a little bit more prominent at that point than even the pepper. Uh, there was natural sweetness too, much like I'd gotten from before I lit it, but not like a sweetness on the lips, like a dip cigar. This is more like just a sweeter note, a very natural sort of sweetness in the tobacco. There was more on the finish and also in the retrohale, both sweet and pepper on mm. the retrohale, which can be kind of nice, by the way, together. Agreed. Uh, due to the construction issues, I took the enormous Gladiator movie band off early on, hoping that I wouldn't take some of the wrapper tobacco with it. And That's that, not his first Gladiator band, by the way. Man no. of War and all yes, that. Yes, exactly. The, yeah. So you know now where some of that came yeah. from. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, it seemed to Okay, I didn't rip the tobacco off. The havoc also burned through the cracks around the foot without too much of an issue. Looked like it was going to be super crooked at first, and then it kind of straightened out and did its thing, so that was good. Biggest complaint so far is how careful I was having to be in smoking it so I didn't cause it to unravel or flake off onto my lips constantly at the head of the cigar. Dude, I've had that happen where yeah. the, the, the wrapper sticks to your lips and you pull it away and it's like... And it's just, yeah, exactly. No bueno. So I was able to keep it from unraveling, but I did still have to pick, you know, tobacco flakes off right. of my lip. Second, third, medium-bodied in terms of strength. Baking spice receded a little bit. Pepper became more prominent. I picked up a light coffee note, and it developed a nuttiness as well. Still both peppery and sweet on the finish. The ash fell off at about the second, third mark, which honestly I should have seen coming based on the cracks. Yeah. Uh, second, third contained its own wrapper crack as well, which I was able to smoke past without anything coming unraveled. So I was happy at least about that. The final third gave me more pepper, and the strength ramped up to, ramped up to medium full. I have to say, I really enjoyed the flavors of this cigar, and I found myself really wishing that the wrapper cracks weren't keeping me from loving the whole thing more. Uh, admittedly, the cigar burned through the wrapper crack issues surprisingly well, at least until it got to that final third. Uh, this is a cigar that I would have loved to smoke down to the nub, but there was no way I was going to be able to do that, thanks to all the cracks and unraveling at the uh, head of the cigar. The Havoc Toro is a 6 to $7 cigar. And I'm going to admit, I will probably buy more in hopes that the wrapper issues were an isolated thing because I would love to experience this cigar without having the tobacco flake off onto my lips when I smoke right. it. And I'm going to give it a qualified recommendation. AJ's quality is generally consistent enough that I think you're likely to have better luck with the construction than I did on this particular one. It sounds to me like the construction actually stood up and, and burned through even some of the issues it you did. had. If it weren't for the cracks around the head of the cigar and tobacco on the lips, and yeah. I, I really I would have given this very high marks, I have to say. But as it was, for price to quality for me on the one I smoked, I'll give it a 4.5. Great flavors, great complexity. It's not overpriced, assuming... That it doesn't flake out on you, but a bit too much of a pain in the ass to give it a full five. So yeah. I'll, I'll just go with a, a four and a half. But I have a feeling that if I smoked one of these and it didn't have those cracks in the wrapper, I would have maybe been talking about six plus. Really? Wow. So the flavors on, were that kind based of Based on the fact that it was a 6 yeah. to $7 cigar, wow. uh, this to me would have competed with something in the price range of what you had uh, that 
the, uh, but again, wow, except okay. for those construction issues. So anyway, so so there you have it. And Ian has now poured some beer. And before we drink the foam dome from Maxis, I think you have to show the camera. And I know so, we have oh, some yes. B-roll of it. You have to show the camera. So we that talked about very Matt Grading inspired. I, I saw that when I was We talked about the, the dome foam. This is foam dome. A foam dome. Foam See, I messed dome. that up. Backwards, oh. right? I messed that up. Yeah, foam See, dome. Totally different. I don't know how you, they could, are, co- how you could confuse that at all. They are McDonald's dome, foam, foam, and we are McDonald's. Dowels. <laughs> <laughs> totally so different. <laughs> that is such a great, a great reference. reference. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's good. They've got Rocky Marciano. They've got the they've got the Big Mac. We have the Big Mick. See, yeah. that's a very that's different. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. So in this case, he's got the cap on that has the cup holders or the beer yes, holders. Yes. In this case, and foam dome probably refers to the foam. That he's pulling into that's his the, that's, that's one of the characters. Yeah. That's the that's the uh, what's his name? I don't know. Is that really a character? I don't know because no, I, that's not. Uh, I got a Simpsons him. thing made of myself actually. Yeah, right. uh, for for my birthday one year, someone made one of me and my family. I think you can just. I think it's just yeah. someone. I think it's just. I don't a dude recognize him. Right. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus, I don't see anything. Even though they use a but kind of looks, a Simpsons font, it looks there. like he's trying to be young Homer. Now, I, I gotta like ask you a question. Did, Homer. You, did your Simpsons thing? Did Did you look like the bus driver? <laughs> did I know? Uh, Otto. Otto the bus driver. It smells like Otto's jacket. Yeah, exactly. Hey, dude. You know, we had a number of Simpsons references on the show last week too. Exactly. It says there: Hurst, Brucker, Hops. Pilsner, uh, wheat malt, and carafoam grain, uh, Kaiser yeast, and light, crushable, and genius is how mm. they describe it. I haven't mm. tried it yet. Yeah. What are you thinking? I will say it is the opposite of boozy. It smells mm. really good. Uh, but it is it smells, so is it the, crisp <laughs> and easy to drink. I it feel smells like, like cereal. Like, uh, it kind of does, like, right? Like, like Lucky Charms. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, without too much of the sweetness, but it smells like, yeah, it smells like cereal. Mm-hmm. Store cold, drink fresh. That's what it says. I Label kind of, art by Missy Maxwell Art. Okay, so okay, it's yeah. not uh, Matt yeah. Granig uh, production. Somehow people but have certainly done in that style. Been able oh, yeah, to do 100%. that. They call it the style, and it's not that anymore. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm gonna tell you, I actually really enjoy this. It's it's not like one where I'll go, man, that flavor is so delicious. Yeah. It's more that it's just really easy to drink. There's nothing so, wrong yes. it's with it. It's bizarrely crispy, and yeah. I love the cereal mm-hmm. bready note in mm-hmm. there that's so good. It's almost um, not not quite uh, 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 not quite pretzel. Right. But, but a very a little bready, bit of a yeasty, like, bready uh, yeah, it's, uh, flavor. Yeah, like, I really, really enjoy that part of it. Mm, it's, it's a, a classic Kolsch, and it's Apparently, really it's my day to like stuff that you don't like as much. Well, I, I do like this. Did, mm-hmm. I, did, I, did I come across like I didn't no, like this? No, I no, do, you like, I do yeah. like this. This is I'm good. Just, I'm just giving you This uh, is good. I li- yeah. giving you a hard time. Yeah. Well, uh, and I appreciate that because, see, uh, Jim Heim, who filled in for you last week, being his first time on the show, he was far too Are you too talking about nice. my nemesis? Missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. Yeah, your nemesis, uh, Jim. <laughs> <My> huh? <laughs> yeah. uh, but he was far too, you know, nice in his first appearance yeah. to, to you know, give me Missed a little... so many uh, opportunities. Now, I, I, I got to say, I mentioned to you when I was going out of town that you weren't allowed to bring someone on that was better than I was. Yeah, so I tried bringing on Mark Burrell. 
uh, who, w- who would have been, yeah. uh, and he was uh, fantastic. That would have been her. Yeah. Here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing. We still haven't seen anyone that can do this and play the ukulele. That's true. So there's where you're really holding it down now, right now. I understood <laughs> that Mark had been practicing the ukulele, but unfortunately, <laughs> he wasn't able to come because of his job. Apparently, his job. Had him you people in, in your jobs had him in tequila selecting a barrel for the uh, Rainbow Lodge. Oh, oh, you call that an excuse? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, well, just because cancel. you're like not <laughs> just, in the country, just cancel. This is smoking and toasting. No, that, yeah. so I, I watched last week's show. Jim was awesome. Jim he did a great fun. job. Yeah, He's a wonderful was, guy. That was a great time. And, and I do want us to go do a show on his front porch. Let's do it. It'll be yeah, great 100%. fun. We'll, we'll we'll smoke and have a good time. So we'll we'll look forward to that. So I dig this classic culture. I think it's That's good. Just absolutely. I wonderful. love. Like I said, I love that cereal and bready flavor right up front, and I love how. Crazy Crispy it is on the back end. It's got that hop snap to it that mm-hmm. just cleans it right up. This is a, this is a. I would I would drink this floating down the river. I think that's going to be the name of my uh, uh, power pop band. Hop snap. Hop snap. Hop snap. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great power pop band, wouldn't it? You know, hop snap. you do all Jimmy Eat World covers, and you'd be hop snap. <laughs> hop snap. I just was thinking of Bonanza. Uh, oh all. yeah, that's a whole other. That's a whole other use of uh, of hop snap. Um, our friends at Anheuser Busch. Friends, I use in a colloquial. I heard the air quotes when you said it. Actually, (laughs) you can hear it. Our friends. I don't even have to do the. No, no, no. You can hear it. The Don Junior air quote thing. (laughs) Uh, uh, Our friends at Anheuser Busch have uh, offloaded more craft breweries. Really? Uh, So, so they went through such a such a a acquisition phase, Mm -hmm. and now they're in a acquisition phase. I don't don't know what's going on here. Back in August, uh, Tilray Brands, a global cannabis lifestyle and consumer packaged goods company, announced they'd entered into a definitive agreement to acquire some beer and beverage brands from Anheuser Busch, and on September 29th, they closed the massive deal, meaning that. Shock Top, which by the way was never a craft brewery. Shock, Shock Top, Top was, was owned macro, by yeah, uh, it was owned mac, by AB. That was what we call the macro yeah. uh, craft, right? Shock Top was like Blue Moon. It was owned by yeah. a major macro brewery, craft. It was made it was to sound like a micro exactly. And Shock Top is not bad, and neither is Blue Moon. It's but, what it is. Yeah, exactly. But Shock Top, it's actually what's weird is when they made those macro craft breweries, they made better beer than they generally make. That's exactly right. Like it's how better crazy than their, is that? Better than their flagship brands. Uh, in addition to Shock Top, it was Breckenridge Brewery, which I really like their stuff, a Blue Point Brewing Company, Ten Barrel Brewing Company, Red Hook Brewery, which is one that Red Anheuser Hook's a big Bush, one, yeah. Anheuser Busch acquired Red Hook like back in the nineties or early two yeah. thousands. This wasn't one of their recent acquisitions. And Red Hook, by the way, makes a wonderful ESB. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh Widmer Brothers Brewing and the Square Mile Cedar Company and uh uh, highball energy drink. So the, all of those were uh, were sold to Tilray Brands. So, all right, Tilray, uh, make something awesome. Yeah, and make something awesome. Let's, and let's go let's back make... to good ingredients. And Tilray, by the way, is a cannabis company. Less so, rice. So yeah, less rice. Uh, good ingredients and uh, some flavor. We would like flavor. I like flavor. Yeah, I think, I like think especially would, in beer. I think I'm, that would I'm make all fan. of us feel better. So anyway, AB continues to off offload. 
these companies. So it makes me wonder about companies like Carbock. I love it when they the sell others, it back know? to a previous owner or someone that was right. affiliated. That's mm-hmm. even that's even mm-hmm. better because I love to see those things kind of come back home. Yeah, and you're going to lose some, with a couple of beers, a couple right? Of and you're going to lose some reach, but you know what? Yeah. Let's go with the let's go with the product. Let's go yeah. with quality. I like quality. Let's go with the um, integrity of the original do, product. Do not be fooled by this program itself. I like quality. <laughs> so uh, we'll be back in uh, just a moment. Still a lot more tasting to do here on the program. And we want to tell you, before we're done today, we'll tell you about the best, the best Scotch whiskeys, or the best, I'm sorry, the best whiskeys of the year, 2023, so far. You want me to pour you some more of Manhattan? <laughs> I like that. It was kind of like stereo. It was a stereo. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> well, we were drinking up that matchless. Welcome uh, back, my friends. It's smoking and toasting. Yes, I think we've all decided that Foam Dome from Matchless is it's really a really, really good it's classic really good. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's not just, just for breakfast it's anymore. It's super awesome, easy to drink, and your breakfast reference makes sense because it does have a little of that breakfast cereal. It does. It's, it's uh, really, really nice. Now, they, I love those multi flavors right up front. Were they yeah. really referencing the dome on that one, or is that just a different I know. name? I, I that think they they're talking it. about his dome. No, his they're dome. Not, yeah. Well, well, because yeah. it's backwards from right, like. Right. Ours is dome foam because we had the dome, yeah. and every time people got beer at at the, they they used to pour it in. Yeah, if you remember when you go to Astrodome, foam on it, yeah. they had a big giant cup, and they would crack your can open, and they just dump it upside down in there. Do you realize foam oh, up like yeah. crazy? So yeah. it's always dome foam, yeah. right? Do you realize we are raising a generation today who will not ever Rearing. be able? If to you're raising, say, you're burning it down. I'm, I'm just I'm just being English. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you being English, but I am not going to talk about rearing a generation. I'm just not. I'm sorry. It doesn't work for me. I will choose a different terminology. My point is, there's an entire generation growing up right now. Rear. <laughs> he said rear. He said rear. Uh, uh, there's an entire generation growing up right now that will never be able to say, when you went to the Astrodome, right. they, 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 yeah. let me it's tell gone. you, some Lost. of my favorite memories at the Dome, I got to see the Masters of the Universe, yeah. He-Man and Skeletor one time yeah. Just yeah. before an Astros game there. And I also got to go down for the radio station and and have all the people yeah. cheer for me one time I'm at a Monster you. Jam. Yeah. It was the greatest. You. Yeah, uh, But that that whole phrase of they used to do it at the Astrodome hmm. will have to be you know reserved for posterity or as Ian might say reserved for posterior I don't know <laughs> reserved that, that for fits posterior your, that fits your terminology a little better I don't know but anyway um, I'll leave the rearing to you. All I'm my kids know it here. as a place that they can just kind of look in through the 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 locked doors, right. locked doors yeah, yes. you know, while they're going it's still to there. Yes. Yeah. By the way, and I don't mean to change the subject, but this has to be one of the <laughs> coolest and most the, awesome cans. The artwork on that can ever is had stupendous. on the program. It is so uh, good. It is from Tup's Beer. These guys, I believe, are from McKinney, Texas, and uh, this is their. It's not an IPA. It's a juicy pale ale. It's five point five percent. I don't know what that means. Have you ever had a juicy pale ale before? Yeah, I have, actually. In fact, I'm going to try to see if I can bring this on on a future show. But uh, they have just released from Sierra Nevada 
uh, a new juicy little thing. You know, they've had the hazy yeah, little thing. Yeah, they got hazy little they've thing. They've now done a juicy little thing, and that's a payload. I love their I love their uh, series because they have something, something. Yeah, oh, yeah. They have a little something, something. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. All right, so. They need to come up with something extra. So let's talk Tups. <laughs> All right, let's talk Tups. This can is so brilliant. Like, I love this. Got I the guitar. The smell. And the, I love the nose on this yes, beer. Yes, oh, the my nose goodness. is great. Oh, it's dank, too. Oh, it the is. Nose it's, is dank. Dank. it's definitely got some dankness to it. But, but it's just weird because to... it's a light dankness. It's it's not a uh, it's not a heavy dank like you get on, uh, like... Okay, this as as just explodes on the tongue with flavor. Wow. It's really and there is definitely some dank. So I'm guessing they use some rather interesting hops oh. in this. I don't know if it says on the can. Weird. Okay, so it starts dank and then finishes grapefruit. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like starts dank and yeah. then gets more mainstream as it goes. That's does it say what hops we're dealing with here? Let me see. Um, some of the cans do, some of them don't. This one is hard to read uh, because they uh, realize that not all people who purple on purple, yeah, purple on purple, that you know, black on purple. If, Let's see what we got. If, oh, I, gonna do if it? I were Prince, I might figure that out. But uh, <laughs> uh, you're Prince. Uh, I don't. It should be like an FDA for printing things on. <laughs> all, it says, all it says is keep cold, drink fresh, and in the heart of Texas. Uh, and something about uh, a government warning about uh, drinking it if you're pregnant. So, oh, um, is that a thing? I, I may need to put this down so, right now. Yes. Um, so, why? Because you're one of those people <laughs> that you and the woman will bu- will send out an announcement that says we're pregnant. <laughs> we're pre- that is the stupid. <laughs> don't get me started. We don't have time in this no. segment. Oh no, but we're getting political we're here. <laughs> we're pregnant. No, you are not. She is pregnant. She is pregnant. If you're going to be laying on that. Uh, delivery table, you know, uh, cramping and 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 hey. having contractions. You get to say we are pregnant, I have, but you do not get to say it if she has to carry the baby. I'm sorry, that is BS, and I'm calling you on it. No, I'm 100 <laughs> in agreement. I have two children, and when she was pregnant, never at more in my life have I been happy to not be happy. the one that had to be exactly, pregnant. Exactly, yes, exactly. Yes. And I'm not. Uh, listen, I'll give women all the credit on this. We men are wimps. We could not handle that kind of. <laughs> No, that's, that's I'm just saying, we, oh, couldn't. Oh, oh. we couldn't. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't know how we got there from Day of the Dead. See what happened. Uh, juicy Pale Ale, but this is a wonderful beer. It does, the bottom line is this inspires thought and maybe and that's conversation. What it's all about. Yeah, it's as good as the artwork what, on the. That's cover. what good beer does. Yes, I love that's it. What good yes. beer does. So okay, we got to uh, take a break, oh, yes. and we will be we will be back momentarily. But let me tell you, this is a good beer. We're going to talk more about it in the next segment. It's smoking and toasting. <laughs> Y'all can hear the, what we talked about in between. Yeah. See, used to we we would include that. If there'd be one version of the show that would actually include the between the segments. Oh, really? Yeah, but that was before we were on. Uh, um, to, that was when we did the show live back before we were on broadcast radio. That's when I had and my so best time. If, if you were listening to the live feed, you caught some really interesting stuff, like Ian opening his uh, knife? switchblade knife, which is illegal in uh, many states, <laughs> um, uh, including probably ours. Although, no, probably not ours. Probably. This is um, not a switchblade. It's an automatic opening knife. Well, of course it is. That and makes that's it good different. Yeah, and it goes yeah. like this. You just pull this little thing. He goes, 
It oh, wow. It that, opens automatically. It opens automatically. But it's not as good for lore, right? And songs. Yes. Like, like one of the bands that I love, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, has this song called Switchblade, and he talks about how he bought a Switchblade for all of his friends. And that verse just wouldn't have worked if he said, how I bought an automatic opening knife for all of my friends. <laughs> it just wouldn't have had the same. Yeah, it might have. Yeah. It might have, it might, yeah. might have lost uh, a beat. Yeah. Tastingtable.com is a really interesting uh, website. And they're rather opinionated. Which or if I you're sort fancy of, as Tasting Tabla. Uh, tasting Tabla. Uh, uh, they're rather opinionated, which I kind of like. They've made a list of the best whiskeys of the year so far. So while Ian is uh, opening the gin, or struggling to open the gin, perhaps, I think you got to yeah. Use ah. that use that switchblade. Uh, oh. <laughs> there wasn't a it's not a cork. <laughs> I was gonna say there wasn't I turned it all the way up. Now see it, it was I'm gonna, not an expensive gin, I will say this. <laughs> I, I'm Which, gonna say I'm gonna say no no, I'm gonna give kudos. This is this is a tip to my dad. I'm gonna give kudos to Aviation Jim um for um for being modern and saying, you mm -hmm. know what? Corks are old school. We're going to go with a screw top. Right. This reminds me it's of also when... gin. Does gin really need a cork top? Like, I don't get a lot of vodka that has cork tops, right? <laughs> no, I, no, I yeah, I guess you're right. Vodka gin, but I got to tell you, right off, the, right off the nose, it's a little uh, piney, turpentine-y yeah. a little bit. Remember when Steve Martin was in the Muppet movie and he asked uh, Kermit if he would like to sniff the bottle cap that was on the champagne. <laughs> that he... <laughs> I love that. Would you like to sniff the box bottle top? Ca yeah, exactly. <laughs> the box, box top. I forgot uh, about that. Like, would you like to sniff uh, yeah. the bottle cap? And Listen, he was like, as far as I'm concerned, yes. I will watch anything Steve Martin is in. Yes. Anything. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I, mean, I, like, I like the Muppets already, but I'll watch anything Absolutely. Steve Martin is in. So let me uh, run down a list of a few of this tasting table uh, list of things that they say are the best whiskeys of 2023 so far. The first as, one on as the we list, sip, uh, As we sip gin. gin, because there's nothing better than lining Ooh. it all up and making it consistent. That's right. That's what we do on the program. Uh, they first recognize barrel private releases Whiskey DJX2, which, by the way, for a four-letter number com uh, you know, uh, uh, combination, you can't do better than DJX2. That just sounds cool. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Barrel, I have I have quite a few barrel expressions on my shelf. I have and a few as well. Outstanding. Mm -hmm. With barrel, they say, especially the private release series, you can almost pick anything they put out. Uh, fortunately, they have seen uh, this port finished whiskey and think it is amazing uh, it's at a smidge over a hundred dollars and they say it's absolutely wonderful a whiskey with some kicking power at 124.9 oh yeah they do a lot of over yeah. i have one of their rums i have a barrel rum yes that's at 136 it is the highest proof rum i've ever tasted it's unbelievable yeah. it will it, like literally if you let it sit on the table it might catch fire yeah i would believe that <laughs> bowmore's master selection 22 year old makes uh their list Ooh. uh it is a uh, pretty uh Pretty exciting and priced at about $450. That's per all? Month. Yeah. But then I love this one. Breckenridge Sexy Motor Oil Series 3. Sexy Motor Oil Sex Series oil, 3. Sexy Motor Oil is a delicious game of table tennis between two unrelated but friendly companies, Breckenridge Brewery yeah. and Breckenridge Distillery. Right, right. They both exist. They both have the name Breckenridge. But they are not in any way related. They're not related so at all. So they collaborated on this particular. I assume particular, the Breckenridge uh, and Breckenridge kind of like one led to the you, other. But you I, would you would assume they're completely. So. But they've been doing this collaboration. Do you apparently think the distillery went for the uh, 
for the uh, name recognition thing? Probably. Because <laughs> Breckenridge Brewery's been killing yeah. it for years. Uh, they uh, say they've been doing this collaboration for a few years now. And the third, Sexy Motor Oil, which is the one the, that they're referencing in this list, apparently sips like a banana split sundae. Doesn't that sound great? Yeah. Uh, so apparently this is available only at the distillery. So if you are in Colorado or you know someone who's in Colorado who can get you some, Bring me some of that. you get you some. Chattanooga Silver Oak Cabernet Cask Finished also makes uh, the list. Uh, so does Glen Alachi 2012 Vintage Cuvée Wine Cast Cask Finish. Cuvée is an interesting flavor when you do the Cuvée mm -hmm. Cask. It's, it's a... It's got a like a kind of a lighter flavor than you mm -hmm. expect a lot of times. They also mentioned the Glendronic cask strength batch eleven. Mm. Remember, these are the best Glendronic is great. of twenty twenty three so far, according to this list at tasting table. There might be more better that are coming. And Glengoyne more fifteen year <laughs> they mentioned. Glengoyne is a remarkable distillery. Uh, whether or not you're a fan, and a lot of its characteristics are evident, they say, in this 15-year release, which is a moderate 86 proof. But they say it's wonderful. And then Heaven Hill Heritage Collection 20-year-old Kentucky Straight Corn Whiskey. There's not a thing wrong with Heaven Hill. Heaven Hill is so good. Yeah. I mean, these guys. What does that good. one come in at? I bet it's expensive. Uh, let me see if I can find it in this. Um, Man, if they don't have it, that's corn. fine. Heaven Hill's always going to be a little on the pricey side anyway, mm -hmm. though. $300. Nope, that's very on the pricey side. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> that's West, way past the gray line. High West Boo Rye 2023. If you mix bourbon and rye, you get Boo Rye. Or so High West <laughs> would have us all saying. Boo Rye. I think that's something that like, like the Marines. No, it's something like the Marines say, but not quite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not oorah, but it's close. Yeah, right, exactly. And then there's Jack Daniels' 12-year-old Tennessee whiskey. And here's what's interesting about this. I was just reading an article this week about how Jack Daniels, and remember we had a, a rep from Jack Daniels on she the was, Darcy was amazing. Darcy was awesome. But Jack Daniels has quietly been making huge inroads into the serious whiskey lovers you know, community. Even though most of us will tell you, I, I, not that I'm claiming to be a serious whiskey lover, but most of those people would tell you they're not a fan of the old number seven. No, you're more of a whimsical whiskey lover. Miss um, <laughs> Dorsey, when she was, that's 100% true. When she was, uh, Miss Dorsey, when she was here, the funny thing is she brought a whole bunch of expressions. None of them were old number seven. Mm -hmm. Yes. And here's the thing: we didn't Every have one of them was great. We I didn't have to have that awkward conversation at all. Yeah. The bonded. Was wonderful. It was a yeah. sleeper, man. The bonded yeah. cost thirty something dollars a bottle. It was thirty. It was just really twenty nine ninety nine. You went and bought one hundred percent by Jack Daniels bonded. It is so good. Yes, it'll blow your mind. Absolutely. If you hate Jack Daniels and you hate everything they stand for, this is still a fantastic whiskey. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. Also Absolutely. on the list, by the way, Knob Creek seven year old Kentucky straight rye. Yeah, I it's hard to go wrong with Knob Creek. Don't know if I've had the seven year, but I've had Knob Creek rye, and I got to tell you, yeah, it's hard to go wrong with yeah, Knob Creek. It is man. very, very difficult uh, to go wrong. Uh, finally, Stranahan's twenty twenty three Diamond. Stranahan's out of Colorado, right? Number two, yes. Uh, uh, Stranahan's is uh, a Colorado distiller. Uh, and they were working, they say, in this corner of the whiskey industry long before the government officially designated American single malt whiskey as a class into itself, ah. which is kind of cool. Uh, oh, and there is one more. The Whistlepig Beholden, 
which is a 21 I have year. not tried the Beholden. Mm-hmm, no, I haven't either. Uh, but Whistlepig, of course, this guy's been getting busy. Whistlepig, man, uh, Dave Pickerel. Remember, we had him on the show uh, a month before he passed. Right, right. It was, and uh, he was pushing Whistlepig. It was so good. <laughs> He's so passionate. He was so fun. Um, I'll have to look back and see which episode that was and post it. Uh, but that guy was amazing. We he was had just such a, good such time a with him. fan of whiskey everything and whiskey like everything he was about, he was so just, about it and he was so yeah, he was such a charismatic dude too. and uh and and he was in on it and then they and then he uh, uh i'm blanking on the guy they brought in afterwards but man whistle pig is killing it right well, now the guy that so the, the guy they brought in of course is the one who's buddies with james hetfield yes from and metallica that, and they did the blackened cigar which is fantastic it really is that's it a really drew estate cigar and it's fantastic and by the, the way, m80 is what they call it the blackened m80 and and that that blackened whiskey from metallica is, i'm sorry it's Good. Also fantastic. It's really, yes. really good. And even worth. at the price point, which is I think it's not super expensive. It's eighty ish, right? Right, right. It's around yeah, eighty dollars. It's fantastic. <laughs> so what we're talking about celebrity beverages, and we talked about uh, last week while you were going. By the way, ACDC releasing a whiskey or putting their name. I on heard whiskey. that that was happening. Yeah, so we'll have to get uh, hold of some of that. But this week we have Ryan Reynolds, who's actually a very funny guy. Uh, he does Mint Mobile. He has a number of companies. He's an entrepreneur. He's really as getting well as, investing. He's yeah. becoming the new Shaq. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, sir. I love the new Shaq. If he's the new Shaq, I want to be the new Charles Barkley. Yeah. That's just Charles was my favorite. That's I, how I, I had Barclays. I never owned that's Jordans, I but I had Barclays. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Ryan Reynolds, the new Shack, uh, has Aviation American Gin. It is batch distilled for with those an of you who don't know what that means. That's spices from around the world. That's a sports ball reference. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's, right. that's a sports <laughs> ball reference. Well, no, you know. So I just want to mention though, I heard Ryan Reynolds talking about this in one of the commercials on the Strike Force Five podcast that I mentioned. So. And and he talked about the fact that it was not as junipery as some um, Here's the thing. others. Like I, I was sniffing this, I was nosing it a little mm-hmm. bit. Nosing sounds better than sniffing, right? Sniffing sounds something like a, I don't know like what a dog does. But uh, when we're talking about rearing and nosing, I just don't know. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> We've gone completely off the rails. I believe we have. Um, but uh, I was nosing this, and and I didn't like the nose very much. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be. Astringent. I thought it was going to be uh, turpentiny, mm-hmm. which can happen in yes. gin. Well, and then yeah. the 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 actual flavor is very different. I think it is manages to be floral without smelling smelling like the juniper bushes outside your aunt Clara's house. It's actually like uh, so on the nose. It's a little too much, but when you take the sip, and I imagine this goes well, really well when you're making. Um, Martinis are adding a little bit of something, something in and there. You added a little lemon twist, or uh, mm-hmm. maybe a little olive or juice. Maybe one of these cherries. Maybe one of those cherries, which are <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, like so, so by itself, it's actually pretty nice. I bet it makes a great mixer overall. Let me ask you a question: Do you ever just sip gin straight? Yeah, Gene Simmons. There, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are a few gins uh, that I've had. Uh, there was a company out in. Um, Smithville, Texas, that made this gin called Dirty June. Mm-hmm. And it was a barrel-rested gin, and it was amazing. They went out of business, mm. unfortunately. Uh, so, yes, I used to do that. In general, no gin is going to – well, it's hard to say. So you asked me if I ever just sip gin. Yeah, do you ever just I pour have gin martinis. and sip it straight? 
Well, that's that, kind of what that is. That's right? kind of a martini, right? But, yeah, maybe occasionally I'll juice. make it dirty. I like a dirty martini. But uh, so yes, in that sense, yes, sometimes. I, I've but, said, told this before on the show, and I bet this is good. But I had a friend when I lived in Philadelphia, and uh, used to go out for drinks from time to time with his wife. Uh, his name was John DeBella. John DeBella's wife used to order her martinis extra dirty, and she would stop the bartender or the waitress and say, I want it so dirty there's still lipstick on the glass. <laughs> and that's kind of how I like my martinis, too. But I am betting this would make great martinis. I just, it just just feels right to me. Maybe we'll have to... Have you ever tried a smoky martini? Yes. Is that what this makes you think of? Oh, my gosh. I just did that with a little bit of this. Mm-hmm. It's quite good. I uh, and I am thinking that I want to make martinis with this and my favorite gin, Fox and Seeker, and see, Fox and Seeker is and see which one I like uh, better. But uh, we'll have to do that on another program because right now we got to take a break. It's smoking and toasting, and we will be right back, not too far away now from drinking news. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Our show is. Uh, Available as a podcast all over the world at all the major podcast networks. You can get us at uh, YouTube, of course. And we're uh, heard on the air on great radio stations like News Talk KBAR 1230 AM in Burley, Idaho. Put us on in the background when you have a sexy date. It's going to be amazing. What up, Burley? We're nice. Uh, it's uh, it's it's kind of nice to have you. Uh, hey, I wanted to uh, tell you about some cigars to watch for while we sip a little more of this gin. And by the way, one of the things I didn't mention this but they absolutely nailed the right typeface for like old school aviation. Mm-hmm. It is exactly right. Like yeah. you're expecting, uh, you know, to see planes taking yeah. off and hear them yeah. say they're going to fight the Luftwaffe and stuff the like Luftwaffe. that. Luftwaffe, <laughs> you know, which is like one of my favorite German words ever. Uh, La Aurora, <laughs> the oldest cigar maker in the Dominican Republic, is celebrating their 120th anniversary, and to mark the occasion, they've created a regular production line called. 120th anniversary, which is already shipped to stores, but the celebration is not over. By the end of this month, retailers can expect an additional size double tapered perfecto, which sounds fun, uh, called the La Aurora 120th anniversary limited edition. It's a 6 by 58, and it consists of entirely Dominican tobacco. A Habano 92 wrapper, an Olor binder, and a combination of Piloto Cubano and Corojo filler. According to the company, it is full-bodied, and that makes sense. That sounds delicious. Yeah, Aurora, yeah. Uh, it's made in the DR at La Aurora SA, and it is uh, shipping in 10-count boxes with a suggested retail price of $40 per cigar. So Ooh. it's not going to be cheap, but it you know it's that, one of those that's, special. Ones. I think the most expensive Aurora I've ever heard of. I think it may be, yeah. And they've had some that have been in the twenty dollars range, but I don't think I remember any ever. At no, 40. so they they put out a series um, a few years back that were in the tubos, the torpedo style tubos that were uh, in the twenty to twenty two dollar range. Mm-hmm. The green one, the red one, and a few others, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't think I've ever heard of a forty dollar. Aurora, that's and crazy. Ian and I were fortunate enough to be invited to the Aladino family plantation outside Dadley, Honduras, a couple of years ago. And they were incredibly hospitable. They allowed us to tour their fields, their curing barns, hang out with the rollers and blenders, and smoke a lot of great cigars while we were there. Now Aladino is releasing a cigar 
using some of the tobacco that we saw growing in the field That's while we were fantastic. there. Fantastic. Wow. The blend's roots go back seven years. In 2016, uh, Julio and Justo Arroyo began planting Sumatra seed tobacco. You remember? I remember talking he about talked this? about the Sumatra. Yeah. yeah. And that tobacco is now being used as the wrapper, covering a blend that the company describes as tobacco varieties of undisclosed origin from the JRE Tobacco Farm in Honduras. Uh, the Aladino Sumatra is debuting in a single 6x52 Toro size. It's going to sell for $16 per cigar, and it'll come in boxes of Here's 20. Here's the thing. It's Aladino. I'm going to try it. Yeah, Are y'all going to be able to find stuff that you actually saw being grown? I, I intend yeah, to, because right? we saw we were in the field, and they were pointing these out to us, that you know, what this wow. tobacco was, and that's what's being used in you this know, cigar. So here wow. in so Houston, so cool. who always there's two companies, the two... Uh, uh, the places that always have the Aladino stuff. Mm-hmm. That's going to be Height Cigar Lounge and Cigar Town. Mm-hmm. They always have the Aladino stuff. You should be able to find them. And just in time to coincide with the ousting of one of the shortest serving speakers of the House of Representatives of the U.S. government, J.C. Newman has a new release honoring a long serving representative who spent 23 terms in the House and was Speaker from 1903 to 1911. His name was Joseph Gurney Cannon, an Illinois Republican who was a fan not only of cigars but of really large cigars. So they've released in his honor the American Speaker Cannon. It's a six and a quarter by 60 size, the thickest I'm on of it. the line today from J.C. <laughs> Newman. It's expected to have an MSRP of $25 per cigar. Ooh. And at Lunar Production, uh, actually it did just this last week, and be aged for a year, meaning it should be ready by election well, apparently day. Apparently they put gold in, in the middle of it. Yeah, apparently they did. Well, I'm thinking, you know, at $25... Still, for an entire floating down the river uh, excursion, then, then you might be able to amortize that. There's that. We'll see. All right. We'll take a break. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Our show is all about craft beer. Fine Spirits and Hand Rolled Cigars. This is show number 350. That is the exact halfway point to 400. Uh, We're halfway to 400 right now. And you know, a lot of people have asked me about this, us always saying we're halfway to 400. It's like, but it is halfway from something, (laughs) right? That's not incorrect. Listen, I've done the math. Don't argue with it. All right. Thank you. I I will not. That's what really happens. I will neither do the math nor will I argue with your math. Like this job does not involve a lot of math. I just want to, and I've got this one. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I just want to mention, by the way, the more I am sipping on this aviation gin, the more I'm enjoying it. You know, the more I sip on this, the more attractive I find you. Well, and uh, <laughs> and maybe maybe it's putting us all in that sort of a mood because it's I not just that say, kind of a show. Yeah, I am feeling <laughs> gregarious, my friend. Yeah, uh, uh, and, and for those of you who are not sure what that means, just go with it. Uh, uh, this is so, all a joke. So we're having a good time. Yeah. So, but let me just say, speaking of uh, you know attractive persons, mm-hmm. yes, uh, I'm right here. Uh, I just want to mention Ryan Reynolds, who this is his company, Aviation Gin, uh, Aviation American Gin, I should say. Ryan, you have a standing invitation to come on the show, talk about your gin. We'll even let you pimp Mint Mobile if you want to. I would just, I, I just think about how fun it would be. A standing invitation, Nate. I dare you. You dare him to come on the show? I dare you to come on the Ryan, show. Ryan, listen. I know most people would describe you as one of the most handsome guys in Hollywood. And they, <laughs> and they probably wouldn't be wrong. 
But please don't be afraid to sit between Ian and me. That's right. And That's have right. your handsomeness be challenged. To make sure That's I get all, all of these angles right here so <laughs> they can see you in the video right now and make sure they see how yeah, handsome. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Ryan, <laughs> if you feel like you can hold your own, come on. Ian has challenged. There's a space right here. That's right. And and can you imagine how dorky I would look sitting next to Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh Let's get into a place where I am uh, perhaps perhaps more comfortable with myself, and that is a little place we call Drinking News. Drinking News, Drinking News, now it's time for Drinking News. Drinking News, Drinking News, now it's time for Drinking News. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. I just want to say, by the way, I really did miss you last week. Uh, as much as I enjoy, uh, you know, the alternate drinking news uh, song, yes, as performed by our our good Chris friend, Morris Chris is amazing. Yeah. He's, he, uh, that's his own thing. Man. But I, I miss yours. Uh, yours is just you know that's just a jaunty to it. I can I, I can kind of like be in and out, and sometimes I even this was a slower version you did today. Yep. I felt like I felt like we needed a little more gravitas. Well, it, uh, yeah, and you're gonna love that you did that for today's drinking news story. Well, I heard the <laughs> teaser headline. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, listen, the word weaponized gets thrown around a lot these days. Yes, I mean, yes, yes politicians yes, politicians accuse each other of weaponizing things in government or certain kinds of speech. It's not a term you <laughs> used I'm, to I'm hear that often. I'm gonna weaponize this right here. Right, go for it. It's not a term you used to hear that often. But it's become much more common in the last few years. Now, the Oxford Dictionary defines weaponize as simply to adapt for use as a weapon. We've had recent stories here on Drinking News about people who attempted to use rather odd things as weapons, including slapping someone with a slice of pizza and hurling a lollipop at a person's chest. Neither of those proved to be very effective, as you There's a whole imagine. fighting style called slap foo. Exactly. <laughs> But none of this stopped a Florida woman. Wait, Hold hang on. on. Ukulele was Florida woman. The ukulele was on the tabletop, so we had to. You know, <laughs> that took was, me a second. Should, yeah, sorry. He was pouring. I was pouring. Multitasking. None of that stopped a Florida woman who weaponized something even more bizarre recently when she got into an altercation. Please let go of my ball. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> A Florida woman weaponized something even more bizarre recently when she got into an altercation with the cashier at a gas station. Mm. <laughs> okay. 22-year-old Diasia Cobb of Florida reportedly had a disagreement with the gas station clerk over a transaction. The argument apparently escalated until the cashier and the Florida woman both began yelling at each other, and then it escalated still further into a heated exchange of racial slurs. <laughs> No, racial slurs always help a situation. Always. Because always. of course always. it did. Because 
Florida. Like when things are going wrong, what you should do is bring race into it. That's right. That's right. Because it's always proven to calm the situation down. The situation gets way better every time. (laughs) Well, this verbal argument continued and became louder and louder until finally Cobb took things to the next level by using a pair of tongs to retrieve a sausage from the convenience store's rotisserie grill and to hurl both the sausage and the tongs at the cashier. (laughs) Now, depending on how long the sausage... (laughs) sausage, projectile. Depending on how long the sausage had been sitting there, spinning on the grill, before Cobb picked it up... That's going to affect the slap factor when it hits you. It is possible this could actually be described as an assault with a deadly weapon. I'm just saying. Uh, Some of those sausages on those grills look like they've been there since Michael Jackson had a nose. You know, right? I'm not saying they're old. went back that far. I'm not saying they're old. I'm just saying it's not impossible that some of them might have been served at Joe Biden's fifth birthday party. But that's not important right now. After the sausage struck the cashier, the Florida woman who threw it. Sorry, I was just imagining him going, ah, and doing one of those, like, you know, when a soccer player, like, acts like he got. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. When they, yeah. When they flop. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, after the sausage struck the cashier, the Florida woman who threw it made for the door of the gas station, only to be followed outside by the Running obviously agitated clerk. The obviously agitated clerk followed her outside and then threw the disgusting sausage at her car, leaving a slimy trail of grease on the vehicle's paint job. So he threw, she threw it at him, and then he threw it back. Right. The clerk at her came car. back outside, threw it back, and threw it on well, her car. No, no. Not to be outdone, the Florida woman then retaliated by throwing a full can of Coca-Cola at the cashier, which fortunately missed its mark. Much like any pass thrown by Mac Jones of the New England Patriots this which, season. Which he unfortunately caught and then quenched his thirst with. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Probably not. But. Police were dispatched to the convenience store where they interviewed witnesses and arrested Diasia Cobb for battery and disorderly contact. Now, we have not been able to confirm reports that the sausage itself was ultimately returned to its home was on the rotating the, <laughs> Was the sausage harmed? And is currently available for purchase if you're feeling a little peckish. And while you might think that that's disgusting, and I would agree. there but are part some, of me believes it. There are some actual real snacks that may be worse. I'm not talking about made-up food. I'm talking about things that are actually on the market, things you can actually buy. And as a public service, please don't tell me it's a Slim Jim. As a public service, we prepared another drinking news top five list. Oh, no. The top five. Of actual real food that may be more disgusting than the Florida assault sausage. Top five food that will kill. Florida salt sausage? These are real foods. I just want to understand. Like, listen, I'm making this up as I go. I don't know if you know this about, like, the music here. I couldn't tell. No, I thought you. I thought, I thought y'all practiced this tonight. I mean, it sounds rehearsed. I thought you read yeah. my drinking news in advance, yeah. and we're just rolling, uh, rolling with the flow. Now, these are the top five uh, actual real foods that are available for purchase that may be more disgusting than the Florida assault sausage. Number five. <laughs> Florida assault sausage. Number five, Archie McPhee shiitake mushroom flavored candy canes. 
Dear you call me? God. <laughs> Help you. They're, they are available on Amazon, and I'm not kidding. And I didn't just put it on here so I could say shiitake. I'm just going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Pickled pig's feet. Yeah. Uh, number four. <clears throat> A bag of Tinder Bison brand. Breaded Rocky Mountain oysters. Breaded, breaded. breaded. I we both got that breaded. Just two hundred and twenty-eight dollars. Well, that, that's like road trip food, right? Yeah. Number three, limited edition pumpkin spice spam. Just nine ninety-eight at Walmart. Is that real? Uh, all of these are real. Is I that real? I didn't make real? any of these up. Wow. I actually, found I'm all actually of these. a little bit flabbergasted by that. I am going to look for that at Walmart. I'm I going to be weirder. on. A I don't know what's out. weirder: limited edition pumpkin spice spam, or the fact that there is a spam which is ten dollars. <laughs> I don't yeah, know which exactly. of those things. Oh, like it's ten dollars. Exactly. It's nine ninety-eight yes. at Walmart. Wow. Number two. <clears throat> Swedish fish flavored Oreos. Uh, I feel like that's real, but I feel like that shouldn't what? be. They're sold on Amazon yeah. and described by one reviewer as tasting like, and I'm quoting here, <laughs> sadness embodied, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> and the number one real food. That may be more disgusting than the Florida assault sausage. Number one, Spencer and Fleetwood's milk Belgian chocolate edible anus puckered candies. Described by one reviewer. <laughs> I've heard of dropping the mic, but you dropped the ukulele. I can't. I can't even do this. I can't work like this. These candies were described by one reviewer as puckered anus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're edible anus puckered candies. Oh, and it's I, not puckered. It's edible actually, anus puckered candies. Yeah, and I've actually seen them. That is exactly what they look like. Yeah. Um, all right, all right. So they were described by one reviewer. Oh, uh, we have to unpackage a few things here. And you have you can find these on Amazon. Described by one reviewer as, and again, I will quote word for word, a very funny gift, but the chocolate smelt and tasted not very nice. End quote. All right, listen, Mr. Reviewer. Um, there's a few things that should occlude you in or out on this. And one is... The phrase edible anus? Edible anus would have probably, like, steered me in a different direction. Unless you're German, and I get it. Like, you know. Okay, we don't have to make this about, about nationality. <laughs> Uh -huh. All right, sorry. <laughs> I retract said <laughs> Oh, wow, you um, can really search this stuff on yeah, we Amazon. Just, we <laughs> just, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and so I told you, this is oh real. I, these are real things. Oh, I did research for this top five list. This, this is, is so is, difficult to wrap my head around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to be disturbed, as oh Terry is right gosh. now, search it on Amazon. Just search that. Spencer <sighs> and, and chocolates. And yeah. And wow. <laughs> Meanwhile. Puckered. I like that they're called puckered chocolates. Puckered candies. <laughs> puckered candies. Reporting live from a Florida gas station where one of the sausages on that rotisserie grill looks like it's beginning to make its own gravy. Uh, my Sausage name is Chris. has <laughs> tread marks. And that is your uh, uh, drinking, drinking news. Drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all.
And we're drinking, but we have only wow. a couple of moments left in the segment, Ian, to drink and talk about this um, this stout. And I know you're going to want to talk about this because this has got uh, this has just got you written all over it, man. It's it's the um, the uh, brewing company called Cycle Brewing. It's their barrel aged hazelnut imperial stout. They're located in Florida, St. Petersburg. What do you think? Um, that's nice. Okay, so that's not nearly as enthusiastic as I was expecting. Yeah, especially when I sat there and watched the thing in B-roll and thought of Ian the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm not blown away by it. It's um, it is very hazelnutty. It's very hazelnutty. Uh, oh it's, yeah, it's 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 not very balanced. All right, say more. It's it's hazelnutty up front. It's hazelnutty on the back. There's almost nothing else happening on it. Uh, there's coffee. That leaves you mm-hmm. like wanting another sip, which is pretty good, and it doesn't taste bad. Like, don't get me wrong, this is not a bad product. It's, it's just not non delicious. No, it's not non delicious, but it's not wowing me. Interesting. Now, we've tried a number of pretty impressive stouts. The last nose week, is a little awkward. I got last be week, by the way, while you weren't here, we had a, a coffee stout that was. Just, I mean, as good a coffee stout as I've ever tasted. Like it was, it was just absolutely impressive, and uh, from Barrel Brewing, I think. But uh, this is, I agree with you. This is good, and I certainly wouldn't turn down, you know, a refill. All the all the things it, about it make me want it and like it, but it's just not. It's not. It's not wowing you the way a thirty-five dollar bottle should. It's thirty five dollars yeah. for a bottle. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. not wowing me at all like that. Mm-hmm. I um, agree. I'm, I'm interested. Like, how old is this bottle? I wish there was a freshness date on it. No, I, I was going to say I. Got it does it. say drink fresh. How long have you had this? I got it about a month and a half ago. Well, it says drink fast. A month and a half shouldn't be too long. No. Um. So I don't know. It's it's a little overbalanced on the front end, to be sure. Um, I'm going to have to do a little more research, and I will let you know. We'll be back at Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting, our program all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Show number 350, which puts us distinctly and directly in the path of being halfway to 400. But yeah, if you divide it directly down the middle, you end up at 350 is right at the halfway point. <laughs> can you go uh, so, uh, advise my kids' uh, algebra uh, teachers sure, so no that problem. they can pass? No problem. <laughs> That's, it's new math. Yeah. 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 It's really new math. Yeah. Uh, so, Ian, we talked a little bit about this Imperial Stout in the last uh, segment. We talked about it in, in the break, and I think we should share some of this uh, with the listeners. This is not a bad beer at all. No. It's not bad. Nothing about it I don't no. like. That said... When you're paying around $35 for a bottle, $30, $35 for a bottle of something that you're expecting to be incredibly special, this maybe doesn't quite hit no, that it's, higher it's bar. It's way right? overbalanced on the front end. It's like all punch right up front. And then uh, after the after the front end of the uh, palate, it kind of doesn't deliver much mm-hmm. except for coffee a little on the yeah, back end. You're right. There's it's a not coffee there, yeah. It's not bad. They're going all hazelnut. The taste and is then good. Coffee. And I'm going to tell you, like, this bottle will not be wasted. 
<laughs> because you're good like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do what I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you, you know, no barrel aged stout left behind is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, I, I think that's a pretty good slogan. I think it's a pretty good slogan. The well, nose is a little. I got to tell you, the nose is a little weird on this. Actually, not a fan so of the nose. This is eleven point five ABV, so it is and should be boozy. It doesn't come across very boozy. It just comes across as a little sticky on the front end, actually. Yeah. Um, well, it, it is a little thick. It is a little motor oil I taste the hazelnut that you keep talking about. It's oh, hazelnut totally there and then coffee 100%. on the back, and then that's that's just... 100% and it's very basic that. with those are the flavors. It's That's it. Right. But yeah, it's a little one-dimensional. Yeah, I mean, and there's nothing thing. wrong with that. I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's and just so I will hazelnut tell you, and coffee. I will tell you, if you're into uh, uh, kind of a brutal punch of those flavors, mm-hmm. this is actually pretty good, and that realm but uh for me it is however viscous too like yeah, it is it is oh yeah it is yeah. it is uh, uh, yeah. uh a little bit bigger than most things yeah. um and i kind of like that part of it but at the same time the burnt caramel that it leaves in my mouth is yeah. not the most pleasant of birth car- burnt caramels it's 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 a little bit overburnt mm-hmm. terry's comment reminded me of one of my favorite comedians he said i don't mean that in a bad way which reminded me of dom herrera oh the i comedian. love dom herrera. Yeah. yeah and he only has this whole bit about how he's italian and he talks yeah. about his italian relatives and stuff they'll say <laughs> you are a low-life scum-sucking weasel bastard i don't mean that in a bad, bad way. way yeah that's his whole thing it was kind of Kind of what yeah. it recalled for me. Yeah, I like this, but I don't love it. Right. Yeah. That's the best way I can yeah. say it. Like, Agreed. I'm not going to turn it down if you want to pour some more in my cup, but it's not like there are so many of these that we've had on the show that are that out, when we open them, we're yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And this is not causing that kind yeah. of a reaction. And you know what? Here's sure. the deal. Like, this is a quality product. You can kind of taste the quality going into it. But the thing is, like sometimes, sometimes you miss, and I think this is a little bit of a miss. You know, and there are probably people out there who would just one hundred percent disagree with me and be like, "And but I've always wondered, like, when you talk to brewmasters, and they go, "Yeah, we tried this recipe, this recipe wasn't quite right, wasn't quite right, wasn't quite right." Then we hit, okay, this is the one, and that's the one that they brew and release. And this almost feels like it was one of those ones that wasn't quite there. Mm. Close, mm. not bad. Yeah, it just, it just. Every time I take that final sip, mm-hmm. it just lays a little wrong. Finish on, actually, yeah, that, the finish. That, that finishes wrong. Yeah. yeah, kind of finishes a little wrong. Yeah. It sounds like we're being very critical. It's still a very delicious beer, but uh, if you have this in your, um, if you have this in your uh, cellar, drink it. It's, yeah, is you know, it's worth drinking. It's pretty good, but it's not one I would way, send But you it's to not. Seek it's out. not a. It's not a go buy. A, you know, a whole bunch of. Them. Yeah, yeah, my friend, it is a, a like all kidding aside. Really nice to have you back. It's good to be back. Yeah, I enjoyed having you here. Next week, by the way, uh, Ian has set us up to go and do a show on location at the Big Owl Craft Brew House. Big Owl is apparently a nano brewery. They're so Ooh. small. They, what is a nano brewery? Exactly? They apparently produce four beers. Mm. They're a brewery. But did they have literally we, like four beers. Did you we tell them try we, all four? Yeah. Did you tell them we want to try all four? <laughs> all four? Yes. Yeah. All right. So that's what we'll be uh, looking forward to. And uh, hanging out next week. And I understand we can hang out in the back uh, area and smoke cigars. In so. the front area, actually. It's yeah, going to be right off the airline that. drive in Houston. Oh, so if you're driving by, that, honk so. your horn and yeah. make us all crazy. Yeah. I love it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of this program. We are very appreciative. 
of you coming along and enjoying all of this uh, with us. Thanks to our all of our affiliates out there in Radioland. Uh, we appreciate you uh, hanging in there with us as well. Ian, welcome back. Great to have you. And uh, thanks again to Jim Heim, who was our guest host last week. Good but until you, we baby. until we meet you next week from uh, where's the place again? Oh, it's going to be uh, Big Al Brewery over Big off Al. Airline Big Drive. Big Al. Just I love north Big of I ten. Have a Heights. great week and uh, cheers, everybody. You never listen to anybody else.